When you come to church and you worship the Lord, you are not engaging in some sort of spiritual aerobics. You are obeying a biblical principle that if you will worship Him, He will inhabit the praises of His people. How many of you want God to come down and inhabit this space today? I think we all do. Wednesday night we talked about the uh, wonderful demonstration of submission that David represented even after he was anointed as he served Saul, his king, who was backslid, his parents, his dad, his, his sheep, his brothers who had been passed over. Yet David served them all and was submitted and because of that the anointing grew to the place where we are this morning which is the fourth level first Samuel 17 45 now we pick up the narrative of a young man who has been in training for a number of years the mighty hand of God was upon his life now as he brings this care package down to his brothers who are on the front lines Something happens that changes the course of history. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, take thine head, from thee and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands and it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hastened and ran toward the enemy to meet the Philistine David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slain and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed. Everybody said prevailed. Over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine took his sword drew it out of the sheath thereof he never even had time to pull his own sword and slew him and cut off his head therewith and when the Philistines saw their champion was dead they fled when the enemy realizes that their champion is dead they will flee also I want to talk to you today about the next level of the anointing which is dominion 
Everybody say dominion. Oh, I feel God has given us dominion. Spiritual authority to challenge the giants in our life. Would you lift your hand right now and would you lift your voice one more time and would you declare what you want God to do in this service in the next few minutes by the authority of the name of Jesus by the anointing of the Holy Ghost and by the power of your name we speak to this enemy Lord in the name of Jesus Christ and we ask that you would give us dominion over every obstacle over every trial over every giant for the battle is yours Lord in the name of Jesus I wonder before you're seated if you would clap your hands one more time and would you shout in anticipation of the battle that shall be won Oh Jesus In the name of Jesus You may be seated and thank you for standing As David was developing this anointing that was upon his life he learned that though he was anointed there was a process for the anointing to come to full fruition so David continued to serve as was his custom he served with excellence he protected the flock he protected his own spirit he didn't return spears when they were thrown in his direction he protected his faith he didn't let his brothers talk him out of the victory but there was something that was welling up on the inside of him even though he was submitted he stayed true to his calling by protecting the faith in his heart now as he arrives on the battle scene where this giant of a man Goliath nearly 10 feet tall roaring out a challenge to any man that would fight him if you win the Philistine declared then my countrymen will be your slaves but if I win then you will serve the Philistines the Israeli army was on one side of the valley of Elah and the Philistines were on the other side this man would step out on the banks of that great valley that divided these armies and he would issue this challenge nobody wanted to take him up on his offer it was a very intimidating situation it brought fear into the entire camp of Israeli soldiers they called him the champion and the Bible says the men were sore afraid they were so fearful it hurt but the anointing will always find the giant and the anointing responds to the challenge 
different than we do in our flesh. The giant may be different for each of us. It may be a giant of sickness. It may be a giant of addiction. It may be finances. It may be false religion. But regardless of what it is, the flesh may be frightened, but the anointing is not. In fact, the anointing goes looking for the champion. It goes looking for the strong man. That, that has got everything and everybody else paralyzed with fear. The anointing will look for it and call it out. This thing that has everybody paralyzed, this giant issue in this challenge, this became the stronghold that held everybody in a standstill position. But this anointing bubbling up in this boy responds to the challenge. And the first thing that David asks is, can you repeat to me what the reward will be for this, the man that challenges and defeats this champion? Here's the first thing you need to understand about the anointing. The anointing does not focus on the size of the problem. It focuses on the size of the promise. I said it doesn't focus on the size of the problem. It focuses on the reward. Because all the men say to David, Hey, did you hear what's going to happen to the guy that beats this giant? He's going to get a bag of gold. He's going to get the king's daughter. And his dad's not going to have to pay taxes anymore. And David says, Can you tell me that again? Others wanted to go out and look and see how big the giant was. But David asked him to repeat two times. Tell me again what the reward is. Because the longer David looks at the princess, the smaller the giant is becoming. He says, I can see the giant, but I choose to focus on the reward. Some of y'all been married so long, y'all forgot what it was even like when you were dating. You'd drive 10 hours through the night. No sleep, you didn't care. Oh, I just got to see her. It'll be worth it all if I could just see her face. You talk on the phone for hours and you don't even like to talk on the phone. What you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Nothing. There wasn't no mountain too high. There wasn't no valley too wide. It didn't matter what it took, what it take. You say, I don't care. Sleep deprivation, lack of finances, it don't matter. Because I'm focused on the reward. We have people come to us, you know, from time to time, want to get married. We'll say, well, that's wonderful, but, you know, when were you thinking about getting married? Tomorrow. <laughs> have you thought about pre-marriage counseling? No. Have you thought about, you know, giving some time to work through? No. We ready 
let's do it this weekend because we're in love you say you're making that up read first samuel 17 he keeps saying tell me the reward again the devil wants you to focus on the dilemma he wants you to focus on the problem. He wants you to be intimidated by the giant. Well, you're not ever going to be free. Your daddy was an alcoholic. Your granddaddy was an alcoholic. You're going to be an alcoholic. Your daddy was a pornographer. Your granddaddy was a pornographer. You're addicted to pornography. I've come to tell you that the devil is a liar. I got a big God. I got a great God. And my God is telling me that anything is possible to that man or woman that will declare the promises of God. After he was criticized by his oldest brother for inquiring about this giant, what would happen to the person that defeats him? David does not attack his brother. He simply asks a rhetorical question. Is there not a cause? Is there not a reason? The anointing is focused on a cause that's bigger than the personal conflict. It's bigger than one person. It's bigger than one contest. It is bigger than personalities and single individuals. It is a cause. God wants to give you victory because he wants to establish in the midst of the principalities of this air that there is a powerful God in Palm Bay that there is a God in the midst of the Pentecostals of Palm Bay that there is no spirit there is no opposition there is no infirmity there is no test no trial no giant that God can give victory to his people we have a cause Next thing that happens is the king, Saul, he hears about it. He sends for David. David goes and says, King Saul, don't worry about anything anymore. I'll fight the giant. Nobody in the land has to worry anymore. King Saul, you don't need to worry anymore. None of your men need to worry anymore. Whew, awesome. That's wonderful. We don't have to worry anymore, guys. Uh, David why don't we have to worry anymore because I'll fight the giant that didn't really give them any kind of comfort because they're looking at the giant and then they're looking at David and they're thinking what's up with this and King Saul's looking at him going and I think that's my harp player we've all lost our minds But he doesn't realize that there's an anointing in David. He doesn't realize there's an anointing in David. And David says, don't worry, I'll fight him. Because the anointing is a fear buster. <laughs> fear is not of God. The Bible said you've not received a spirit of bondage again to fear. 
I feel like saying this in the Holy Ghost right now that some of you that are anointed of God you ought to speak to your fear today and say from this day forward I will not live in fear the giant will be destroyed this day this day And David says, you don't have to worry, man. And the whole army, and the whole camp, Israel, the nation, doesn't need to worry anymore. Because this is not just for an individual. This is an anointing for the entire army of God. Because the defeat of one brings victory for many. I said the defeat of one brings victory for many. All God needs, God don't even need this whole church to be anointed. All he needs is a few people that'll get the anointing and begin to pray and intercede all God needs is a couple of young men out of the youth group that'll say we're going to get radical and we're going to begin to believe God and we're going to call out the enemy and the anointing of God is going to give us the victory and revival can come to a whole church it can come to a whole community it can come to the city of Palm Bay it can come to Bavard County there is something about a man or a woman that makes up in their mind we shall have dominion Saul said to David Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth. And he's a man of war from his youth. Don't you understand, young David, how lopsided this is? Because the flesh tries to find a logical solution. But the anointing looks beyond logic. I said the anointing looks beyond logic. Some of you have been looking for a logical, practical problem solver. And you don't realize that God wants to just step right up in the middle of your mess and roll up his sleeve and show his mighty hand of power so that everybody will know in the whole assembly that Jesus is a mighty God. He's just looking for somebody that'll say, you can use me, God. He's going to use you. You're going to have to risk something. He couldn't use all them guys hiding in the tent. We say, God, we want you to use us, but just come over here in my little corner of the world and use me. No, you're going to have to step out on the battlefield. You're going to have to declare war on the enemy. You're going to have to say, I'm tired of the enemy coming up in my house. I'm tired of the enemy coming up here and affecting my kids and my marriage and my home and my finances and my health. I'm declaring war today. I'm willing to step out on the battlefield and say, who do you think you are, devil? You won't be able to do it in your flesh because your flesh will make you run and hide. But there is an anointing that is in the midst of God's people that's going to cause somebody to rise up and say, today, today is the day of victory. I feel it building. I feel it building in here. David then explains about the bear and the lion. He explains that God has already given him victories in the past. You know why? Because the anointing doesn't try to reinvent the wheel. It reminds us of the faithfulness of God. 
It reminds us that it's still the Bible that works. It reminds us that it's still the name of Jesus that works. We don't need a new gospel. We don't need a new formula. We don't need a new revelation. We don't need a new word. All we need to do is be reminded that this is the same God. You need to be reminded that God saved you and delivered you from sin and he's given you dominion and power over every work of darkness. David said, moreover, the Lord delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He'll deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Well, we're not going to be with you. God be with you. Y'all have at it. And then Saul armed David with his armor. He didn't even ask. He just put his armor on him. Put a helmet of brass upon his head and armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded up the sword upon his armor. He essayed to go. He's trying to move. He's got all this stuff. The Bible says in verse 39, for he had not proved it. Didn't say it didn't fit. He said he had not proved it. He hadn't tested it. And David said to Saul, I can't go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off of him. He got rid of all that stuff that would allow flesh to take credit for it. He said, I don't know about all this stuff. And I've never worked with all this before. But I'm going to just go with what I know. The flesh continues to try to bring a carnal victory to a spiritual battle. But the anointing shakes it off. I said the anointing shakes it off. Some of you need to shake yourself. The reason you've not had dominion in your life is because you're trying to use your own power to get dominion. You're not going to get it on your own. You're going to get it when you shake off everything else and say, I just need the anointing of God. I just need the power of the Holy Ghost. David does not say that this armor doesn't fit me. He just said, I hadn't proved it. I haven't tested it. <laughs> I have no experience in victory with this stuff. Sure would be neat, you know, to bring it back to the camp and show the other boys. I got the king's armor. But this ain't about a sideshow. This ain't a tourist attraction. This is about taking out that Philistine in there who's got the audacity to challenge the armies of the living God. So if God's going to give us the victory, it's not going to be because of who I am or what I have. It's going to be because God steps up into the middle of the battle. Woo! My! God's going to step up into the middle of the battle. He said, I, don't, I haven't tested all this. I haven't proved all this. But I have tested my faith in God and it works. I don't have no experience with all of this. But here's what I do have experience with. I had a bear come up in the camp and God came upon me and the Lord delivered him into my hand. I had a lion come up and you know what? God gave me the victory. I've tested that before. He's proven himself that way before. Ladies and gentlemen, this started out as a spiritual battle. It's not going to end as a carnal battle. 
it's going to end as a spiritual battle. But you're going to have to shake off all of this stuff, human reasoning, the arm of the flesh. The Bible says some trust in chariots and horses, but we shall remember the name of the Lord. My question to you today is what are you trusting in? You trusting in your own understanding? Or you're saying, God, I need dominion today and I'm casting everything off. I'm ready to step out of the boat in faith and belief. Because the anointing will not bring dominion if you are trusting in the strength of man. I said the anointing will not bring dominion if you are trusting in the strength of man. I never saw this before. I told him in the first service, but verse 40 says, And David, he took his staff in his hand. I never realized he went to battle. I knew he had a sling and some stones, but he also had his shepherd's staff. He walked out of that king's palace with his shepherd's staff. What are you going to do? No wonder the giant said, You come at me with staves, which is sticks. He saw him carrying that piece of wood around. What are you going to do? You're going to chase me like a dog with a stick? What are you going to do with that staff? <laughs> I don't even think David knew. He just knew it never has failed me yet. I got this staff. Woo, God's helped me to save some lambs before. God's going to help me now to save the whole nation of Israel by taking out the strong man. This wasn't even David speaking. You can look at the life of David and see he was a humble man, the way he served and kept the sheep, but the anointing was saying it's time. Good God, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. The anointing is saying it's time. It's time. This is the day. Chose him five smooth stones out of the brook. Put him in a shepherd's bag, which he had in a script, and his sling with him in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. He's going with what he knows. Sometimes you got to just go with what you know. Job said, I don't have the answer for why I'm suffering, but I know. I know that my Redeemer liveth, and though the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. The three Hebrew children said, we don't know if he'll deliver us or not. We don't have any precedent to look back on. But here's what we do know. He is able. So I'm going to go with what I know today. My God is able. Anointing goes with what it knows. It doesn't get out of its lane of trusting in the giver of the gift rather than the gift. The flesh wants to trust in the gift, but the anointing trusts in the giver of the gift, not in the gift itself. David said, this is God's battle. And the Philistine said unto David as he comes out there with his stick, his shepherd's staff, his little sling, his little bag with five stones. And the Philistine said unto David, I'm not a dog. You coming up here with me with staves and sticks. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I'll give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Strong man is always about intimidation. Try to take you out. Who do you think you are? You think God's going to give you the victory? Where's your God now? 
I'm fixing to split you and divide you up and you're going to be fed to all the birds and the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, here's the difference big man. You're coming to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. The sword was a sign of battle. The size of the spear was in proportion to the size of the man. And the Bible said that his spear was the size of a weaver's beam. He's walking around with a telephone pole for a spear. And then he's got this shield, which he don't even care a whole lot about because he don't think he's going to need it. His shield is so big, he's got another guy just to carry the shield. Some little guy out there in front of him with a big old shield. Goliath don't want no hand on a shield. He wants his hand on both of his offensive weapons. Because he's overconfident. The devil is always overconfident. He doesn't think he needs a defensive weapon. He's just going to go at it with everything he's got. Try to take you out. But he done come up against something that's bigger than he is. That's the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Woo! He should have been a little more concerned with protecting his head. But instead, he don't even worry about a shield. He's insulted by the very challenge of this boy. Why? It's not even going to be a fair fight. I don't even know why I have to mess with this guy. It's an insult. I'm going to tell you something. The giant that you are facing is overconfident. And the giant that you are facing has a weak spot. And that weak spot is that there is no focus on defense. It's all about offense. But it's fixing to meet its match. Because David said, you come to me with these weapons, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. He made it personal. He said, you're coming at me with everything you got. I admit you are a big boy, but I've got a bigger God. I'm coming at you in the name. I said in the name of the Lord of hosts. Let me tell you one other thing. The anointing will always identify itself. You just listen like last week. We had a message in tongues of interpretation. You just listen to it. You listen to a prophecy. It'll always say at the end, Thus saith the Lord God. God always identifies himself. That's why if you try to operate in the flesh, you're going to be on your own. But the anointing will always establish itself. This thing is of God. You don't recognize that? You'll operate in the flesh your whole life. You better get a revelation that this thing is the Lord's battle. If you're going to try to fight it on your own, you're always going to be paralyzed with fear. You're going to try to just learn to live with giants in the land. But you got a God that's pouring up the oil of anointing on the inside of you and saying you can take the strong man. If God be for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God will identify.
identify himself and let you realize that this is not your battle this is God's battle this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and I'll give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the field that all the earth everybody say all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all the assembly turn to your neighbor and say that means you shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands the battle is the Lord's I was talking to Brother Robinette last night we had an unbelievable staff retreat powerful demonstration of the Holy Ghost over Friday and Saturday over here at Beachside we were talking last night and he was telling me some things about his childhood I've known him for a number of years I didn't even know he told me he said my parents were were in the church but then they backslid we moved to Chicago and my dad bought a bar right across the street from where the Chicago Bulls played basketball and he said he bought this bar he said I grew up on the streets he said my my mom worked at the top of the Sears Tower and he said my dad owned a bar in Chicago and he said I was a kid I was on my own I was just running around the streets of Chicago he said I grew up in a bar I got drunk when I was 10 years old sitting on a bar stool and he said I watched and saw that life my, my childhood I didn't know anything about church I didn't know anything about God but he said my dad he was a successful bar owner made a lot of money but it was never enough before long he got into selling and pushing cocaine and there was all kind of private parties with rich people in this bar and he said it was upsetting a lot of people in Chicago and rival gang members and he said one night he said I was just a young boy but he said one night three o'clock in the morning my dad and his best friend stepped out of that bar onto the street and a rival gang stopped and they jumped out of the car and they put a gun at his dad's best friend's head and pulled the trigger and blew his brains out in front of his dad and he said then he turned and he put a gun to my dad's head and he said he went to pull the trigger and the man's hand started shaking and the gun fell to the ground and they ran and got in their car and took off when the cops arrested them they said what happened they said when we went to kill that first man there was no problem but when we went to kill the second man there was a group of angels that came down and said you are not to touch him I have a plan for his life you think I'm making this up you think we're just having church as normal I've come to tell you about a God that's gonna reveal his dominion the next day his dad sold that bar for one dollar he loaded his family up in a car in Chicago and they drove back to Ypsilanti and went to the apostolic church where they knew was the power of God and the first service at that apostolic church in Ypsilanti, Michigan Charles Robinette received the Holy Ghost as a boy because God spared the life of his dad that told him it's time to get back to church God's gonna do a mighty work God's gonna do a powerful 
work and all the land will know that there is a God in Israel. Would you stand to your feet? We've talked about it enough. It's time to demonstrate it. The anointing will proclaim victory before it brings victory. Before David ever threw the first stone, he prophesied. Here's what's going to happen. Today, everybody say today, today. I'm going to take your head. Good God Almighty. Some of you have been fighting the giant, but you've never cut its head off. You've kept it alive so you can go back. But today, it's time to cut the head off of that thing. Jesus. Everybody's going to know, this whole assembly's going to know, that there is a God in Israel. Before he ever dipped into that little shepherd's pouch loaded up that little boy's sling with a stone he said here's what's going to happen I'm telling this great church of apostolic Pentecostals today it's time for you to prophesy into the atmosphere what giant God's going to give you today I said today would you lift your hands right now would you lift your voice and would you speak into this atmosphere right now? And would you declare the victory that the anointing of the Holy Ghost is going to give you? Come on, dominion begins with a prophetic word of faith. You've got to speak to your mountain. You got to speak to your giant. Come on, you got to tell him you're going to die today. I take authority in the name of Jesus. Hell has not created a devil that can stop you. There is no giant that can match the power of an overcomer. That's it, church. Lift your voice right now and declare. In the name of Jesus, I take authority. I take dominion. Everybody stop where you are. This is feeling like business as usual. And nothing's going to happen if we do it like we've always done it. Everybody just stop. Because we automatically just go right back into our traditions. The Bible says that when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the enemy. Ran toward the enemy. Not mosey toward the enemy. 
he ran to the battle. He couldn't hardly wait. When he got to it, he had already declared what was going to happen. So he just couldn't hardly wait to get there. I know this is not for everybody, and if you got to go, you're dismissed. But I believe that there's a supernatural demonstration of the Holy Ghost that's in this atmosphere. And I want to know how many of you will run to this altar. Cancer's fixing to die. Jesus is a cancer killer. Come on. Cancer's fixing to die. The spirit of infirmity is fixing to die in this house. You ought to shout for the battle. You ought to shout for the battle. That's it, church. That's it, church. I declare victory. I take authority. I take dominion. My family shall be saved. I shall overcome. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, here's the first thing we're going to do. If you've never received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, I need you to come and gather right here in this middle area. Those of you that have received the Holy Ghost with the, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, if you don't mind, just stand on the sides because we're all fixing to pray in the Holy Ghost. I told you this is going to be a spiritual thing. But if you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, gather right down here in the middle because this is a power and an anointing and an authority that is for every single individual. So if you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that's the evidence of the anointing. After David climbed up on Goliath and cut his head off, after the Israelites were encouraged when David held that head high, the Bible said that he went before Saul and he was still hanging on to that head. You know why? Because the anointing always carries evidence. 
I said the anointing always carries evidence of the victory. It don't matter where you are or what you're facing. You can lift your mouth and your hands and you can pray in the Holy Ghost. I want everybody to lift your hands right now and would you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. By the authority of the Word of God. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the name of Jesus. I take dominion. I take dominion. That's it, don't pray in fear. Pray in boldness. Pray with authority. That's it, saints. That's it. There's a breakthrough in the spirit. Lift up your hands right now and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. God is going to heal your body as you pray in the Spirit. I come against every giant. I come against the spirit of fear. I come against the spirit of infirmity. By the power of the name of Jesus. That's it. Now turn to your neighbor. Put your hand on their head and pray under the anointing right now. Turn to your neighbor. Put your hand on their head and pray under the authority and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's it. We take dominion. Jesus that's it she's receiving the Holy Ghost right there she's 
church receive the Holy Ghost right there. Devil, you've got no authority over the church. That's it. That's it. Young men, pray in the boldness of the Holy Ghost. 